Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Zen Creator Podcast, the show that encourages ordinary people to unlock their extraordinary creativity. I'm John Hardy Bell, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about something really basic to some of you, something that a lot of you may take for granted, but something that far too many people have a hard time accessing, and that's their true creative voice. So how do we wade through all of the other voices in our head that tell us that we can't so that we can finally tune into the one that tells us that we can? That is the question I'd like to tackle today. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Hey everyone, it is May 12th, 2018, and welcome to episode number five of the show. So in the first episode, I talked briefly about my creative journey up to this point. That was kind of my bio episode. And uh, honestly, that was just a kind of a quick snapshot of my journey. There was a lot more that I didn't cover, including where I'm currently at in my journey. Uh, Like I said in that first episode, I'm going to fold a lot more of those details into future episodes as the topics kind of warrant. But there was one thing that I didn't mention that I actually did want to touch on. So I thought I would dedicate an episode to doing that. And that was the fact that I didn't start to see any real success in my creative journey until I started tuning into what I call my creative voice. So what is the creative voice? How did I access the creative voice? And most importantly, how can you access your creative voice? So before I started this episode, I actually thought really long and hard about how to define what that is. But the stuff that I was coming up with just felt really too convoluted and uh, made it a little bit more confusing than it probably needed to be. So I thought it would be best to just kind of break it down in its simplest terms, at least how I see it. So In simple terms, the creative voice is, for me, the voice that tells you that you can, that you should, and that you will. There are a lot of counter voices out there, and it's like from the time that we set out on our creative journey, no matter what that journey is, no matter what we're trying to do, it seems like we're always told all of the ways that we can't do something and the reasons why we shouldn't do something. And as writers in particular, I mean, we've pretty much heard all the negative stuff haven't we? I mean, we've heard that the odds are so stacked against us that the market is too saturated. We've heard that even if we are successful and we do publish a book, it's it's going to be really hard to get our stuff noticed. And we probably won't make any money from it. We've possibly heard from family members and friends at writing or music. It's not really a real job. And so if we had any hope of paying the bills or contributing to society in some ways that we better find a real job. And, you know, it's writing and and music and art. That's more of a hobby that you should only do on the weekends. Those are kind of the messages that we hear just basically not even from people that we tell, but just from society a lot of times in general. So if you think about it, there are so many pervasive images out there to go along with it from Hollywood and the media about starving, tortured artists to, you know, they kind of wallow in this life of misery. They're chain smoking, drinking pots of coffee or whiskey, or, you know, they're struggling over that manuscript that they can't finish, or they're looking at that blank canvas that they've been trying to paint for years and years and years. And it's like those images haven't just been popularized. They've almost been romanticized. You know, when we think about with writers like Hemingway and, you know, he's kind of in his shack on the beach in Cuba with the chain smoking and the drinking. And obviously he created a lot of great work and all-time 
novels, but I mean, he's still kind of portrayed in this way of kind of being this wallowing, this really tortured artist. And so, you know, a lot of times people think of art in that way. And while some of that might be true, I don't believe it's as pervasive as the world makes it out to be. But when that's all you see and that's all you hear as an artist, it can definitely mess with your psyche, especially if you don't have a firm grasp on what you're trying to do or if you're kind of new to it and you're still making your way into your creative journey. And it can really make you question sometimes your decision to be an artist in in the first place. I mean, you kind of wonder if that's what's in store for you, if you're going to end up going down that road. Now, I'm sure there's been some writer, musician or painter out there who's never once struggled with doubt. But I have to think that they would be the exception rather than the rule, unfortunately. And I personally think that this doubt arises in large part because of all that negative feedback that I talked about earlier. So it's that feedback that really gives power to that part of ourselves, which is namely the ego that believes there isn't enough to go around. It's that fearful, selfish part of ourselves that believes that the world is defined by limitation and by lack. And so it all goes back to the stuff that we hear about the market being too saturated for writers or how tough it is to find a good agent Or even if we do find an agent, it's almost impossible to get our manuscript read by a publisher, which is why I'm actually such an advocate of self-publishing, by the way. But that is another topic that I will definitely cover. Um, And again, it's this negative feedback. It's it's not limited to writers. Uh, Creatives of all stripes hear the same thing. They just hear it in different forms. So before we realize it, that voice of lack and limitation becomes the predominant voice. Even before you've attempted your first story or written your first lyric, these ideas have they've been so firmly implanted in your head that when it comes time to actually set off on your creative endeavor and you come across that first obstacle of or that first bout of writer's block, which doesn't exist, by the way, and I'll do another topic on that, too, um, but it can almost paralyze you. And then that voice of lack and limitation, it starts yelling in your ear again and it's reminding you that. You're stupid for trying this anyway, and it's telling you that you need to go find that respectable job while you still can. And so in the meantime, the voice that told you all those years ago that you were put here to be a writer or a musician or a painter, and that voice that infused you with all of that energy and that drive and enthusiasm and came up with all those awesome ideas and convinced you that you take you take over the world one day with your amazing art. That voice has pretty much been shut down and boarded up and buried. And in some cases, you never actually get to hear from it again. And that's where I believe most of us, most creatives get off track. We allow that voice of limitation and lack to become that predominant voice. So even if we do write that great story or that amazing song, the pride and sense of accomplishment that we have is a lot of times buried under the fear that, again, There isn't room enough in the world for what we have to offer. I've definitely dealt with this. I, again, mentioned it in the first episode. It took so long to write that novel. And when I wrote it, I just was kind of paralyzed because I'm like, okay, what now? Who's actually going to read this thing? And it really kept me from enjoying that feeling of accomplishment that I really did deserve. But everything changed when I finally understood the true nature of what I was doing when I was creating my art. And when I was creating stories, I was really tapping into a power. I was tapping into the power that 
created everything around me. And it was a power that actually created me too. So before I get into this, I know I kind of run the risk of coming across as a bit too esoteric for some people. That's kind of the purpose of this podcast. I touch on a lot of things, but spirituality is one of those things that's really important to me. I don't want to beat anybody over the head with principle and philosophy, but when it comes to creativity, this is something that I really believe in with my whole being. The uh, previous episode that I did, the micro zen called Finding the Ocean, I talked about the impact of nature on my view of life. So when I look at nature or when I think about the planet or even the universe and the creation that went into it, I don't see lack or limitation. I see total abundance. And so it's that same power that really in that abundant um, force that created us and everything around us. And it also exists inside of us. It actually is us. So as the universe creates, I believe that we create too. So if the universe creates abundantly and without limitation and we're part of the universe, it's just stand a reason then that we can create with that same kind of power and abundance. I didn't come to that place until I decided to make that creative voice, you know, that one that told me way back when to be a writer and infuse me with all those dreams of what I could accomplish until I decided to make that voice the predominant voice. And when I really started to listen to it, I started to believe that really anything was possible with my art and that I could be as successful as I wanted to be. It took a long time to get there, but when I finally did tune into it, it changed everything for me. And so, you know, I, I didn't allow something that was rooted in the divine, really, to be boxed in by the constraints of society's paradigm of what's practical and realistic, because those two terms don't exist in nature. Uh, in nature, anything is possible. And if you don't believe me, just walk outside your door right now and look at the first tree that you come across. I mean, just really stop to look at that tree, that massive, perfect creation that helps give you life, by the way. It started out as just a little seed that you could hold in the tip of your pinky. I, I personally believe that that limitless potential to create also exists within us. But in order to access that, we have to shut out those limiting beliefs and the fear that there's not enough to go around. And we also have to be patient and understand that true creativity, it's not just about the end result, but it's also about the moment to moment process that it takes to get there. So going back to that tree, do we really think that it was pissed off that it took decades to mature or that it even had doubts that it would get there eventually? Or even taking it broader, looking at the universe, which, you know, some, some scientists believe is still expanding. Do we think that that universe is growing and expanding to reach some end point? I don't know a ton about physics, but that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. And so the creative voice, it's not at all concerned with what can't be done. It's not it's not interested in an end result and having you putting your put your art out there in the world to be sold and, and that kind of stuff. It really only understands the abundance and the expansiveness of the process. And it only exists in the field where all things are possible. So when we allow that voice to guide us, then all things do become possible. And when we let that guide us, it's like that tiny seed that, uh, you know, you that fits in the tip of your pinky eventually becomes that giant redwood tree and it allows you as an artist to really do things that you never imagined that you could do so that's what the creative voice is to me it's as I said it's become the cornerstone of everything that I do as an artist and it's instilled a belief in myself that I really never thought I would have so for you if you haven't tuned into that creative voice for yourself believe me when I say that it is there 
Um, it might be buried underneath the rest of the garbage that the world has tried to heap on top of you, but it's definitely there. For me personally, I hear it the best when I meditate. So when I go on walks in some quiet place or I listen to certain types of music, and mostly that's 432 hertz stuff, which is really, really fascinating. I will cover that extensively at some point because that is, just if you haven't listened to music in 432 hertz, trust me when I tell you it, it will change your perception of so many things. But that's another story. So whatever it takes for you to access that voice when you finally do hear it, just make sure that you listen to it. And most importantly, make sure that you believe it because your gift is incredibly special, so much more than the world even gives you credit for. But you have to nurture that. You have to feed it. You have to allow it to grow. And you have to know that you can change the world for the better with it because the world isn't always going to tell you that. You have to believe that in yourself. So that's really it. I hope that I kind of explained the concept as clearly to you as it came across in my head. I know that for some people, this stuff can come across as a bit dense, but I hope that it wasn't dense or it wasn't pretentious. Um, I'm really a pretty grounded person. I'm a pretty down to earth guy. Um, but I also know that there's a lot more to our existence than what we can see with our two dimensional perception. And that really does form the basis for how I live my life. So hopefully I was able to provide you a little bit of value with this some um, moment that you're able to take with you, even if it's just a little bit kernel of inspiration or insight and apply that to how you approach your creativity. So with that, I think I'll call this episode good. I do want to thank you so much for listening. If you're on the Anchor app, be sure to hit the favorite button. If you're listening on iTunes, iTunes or some other streaming app, please be sure to subscribe. The ratings and reviews are the best way to help the show grow. So if you have a moment to leave one, I'd really, really, really appreciate it. And lastly, if you'd like to share your story of creative success or struggle, access the show notes or see what else I'm up to, please visit johnhardybell.com slash the Zen creator. And I would love to have you join the conversation. So until next time, this is John reminding you that you were put on this planet to create. So you might as well enjoy the process. Take care and have an amazing day.